Catch a vibe with Big Hass only on Pulse. Pulse 95. And we're going to say alaykum wa Peace, love and blessings And welcome to episode number 57 It's a beautiful Sunday night um, And I got you Catch a Vibe Which is uh, Pulse's first and only music dedicated radio show In it we really interview and host and, and chat um, To musicians, songwriters, um, you know, singers, uh, poets uh, That's the cool thing about Catch a Vibe And um, Catch a Vibe's essence is to humanize the artist um, we're definitely going to hear them perform, sing, um, you know, do a poem, but we want to get to know the human behind this incredible, um, you know, artist. Um, today is a really, truly special one for many reasons. So a backstory, I, I came to this beautiful country about six years ago. And um, when, when I came in here, I made it a point to do my homework. I'm from Saudi Arabia. I've been doing my thing in Saudi Arabia for a while. But then when I came here, I wanted to learn who's been doing what, what's been doing, you know, like who's really making that impact, who is doing it. And this human being, first time I saw him, and maybe he doesn't know this, but first time I saw him, I was standing like, like I was screaming, I was clapping, I was so, so engaged with him. He's an incredible, incredible slam poet, um, human being, um, just somebody who really has so much talent and, 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 and way with words. The first Emirati slam poet, the incredible, the amazing, Salam al Atas. We're going to say Assalamu alaikum. Wow, what an intro. Nah, man. Can I give you my backstory for that day? Oh, yeah. So when <laughs> I heard that you were coming, I'm like, Big Hass is oh, coming. Because sure. I knew you before. Wow. And I'm like, it's, you know, he's coming, he's crazy, all this stuff. And, you know, I knew all the things you were talking about, about with your kid with autism, and my brother has autism. Oh, and bless. How much you, like, support the arts and everything. And so. I was friends with Saudi people who were big fans of you. Oh man! So when Bless. I knew you were coming, I was like, "This is huge." So when I met you, like, I still have that picture somewhere of all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the picture together, I was like, "This is amazing, man." So. Man, no, seriously, thank you for being who you are. And I think, you. like I said, that you, you're the way you use your words is incredible. So I guess the first question is. What was it about poetry that attracted a, a, a young Emirati, you know, um, you know, Matt? What, what was it about poetry that attracted you? I think that I always connected to words. words. I connected to lyrics and things like that. I loved stories. I mean, uh, you know, I read the first my first Harry Potter book when I was like nine years old. Wow. I, um, you know, whenever I would listen to songs, if there were lines that I really liked, they would kind of stick with me. I'd put them somewhere. And... I always felt like my thoughts and my emotions were always like jumbled up in my head. And whenever I'd put them down, it just made it easier to address. Like, okay, now it's not in here or in here. It's out there. And I can I can address it as what it is outside. And so writing just helped me sort through so many different kinds of feelings and wow. stuff when I was younger and up, up to now. What, wh- when, when was it? What, what year was it? Like, how old were you when you discovered you right. have a passion for that? So, I, I mean, I always loved writing. I used to write poetry in, um, in the fifth grade. I used to write a little bit. And then in middle school, I wrote a lot of poetry. I had poetry books that I had written. Uh, I say poetry books. I had a, a daftar. Yani. I was just writing yeah. for daftar and a all that stuff. For daftar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the green one with the lines. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, you had that as well. Of we, course, we had that. <laughs> you know, and um, and but it wasn't until I started performing regularly, mm. uh, starting 17, 18, and I because I was I always used to write poetry. I never performed poetry. So when I performed poetry, I was like, oh, yeah, this is for me. It's a different ballgame. Oh, it was what? unbelievable. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. What What was it about that performing yeah. that 
okay, that, that let you like, okay, this is for me. What was it? What, what aspect? So when you're in a regular conversation with someone, at all times, we are looking for some kind of validation. Facts. We're looking for them to accept and respect our feelings and our opinions about what we're saying. When you're on stage, that response that they give you is 100 times amplified. So if you say a joke that's funny, it's hilarious. If you say something that's sad, it's devastating. Mm. And so the first time I performed, I wrote a very, it was a very corny love poem. You know, I'm 70, (laughs) what am I going to write about? Right, it's puppy love. But the jokes banged so hard. And the the, the, the cute all moments, they went crazy. And Mm. so just that feeling of being seen as that artist, it uh, yeah. you know, I was, I was do you hooked. remember that poem? <laughs> I, you know, I have it. <laughs> you do? <laughs> it's it's somewhere online. Oh, okay. uh, there's, a, there's a video of it a friend of mine took. Wow. And what's crazy is when I watch that performance, it's a horrible performance. <laughs> a monotone. I need I'm, to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading. I'll send you the link. I'm reading from an A4 piece of paper. Oh, wow. Okay. But the crowd is reacting in such a way you would have thought I was the biggest poet in the world. That, that was the first ever performance for you? First ever performance. Were you so nervous? Was, like... Of course. Well, what happened was I was studying at a university and the International Exchange Office said, hey, we want to do an open mic. Okay. So just submit your poem and everything. I got so excited. I immediately, I wrote my poem. I printed it on, you know, on a piece of paper. And when I went to perform, I'm reading it. And, and I'm, you know, I'm watching now. It's like, oh, God, I have all these nervous tics. I'm swaying from side to side. My voice is monotone. But it was, uh, that was it. That, I, I came into that event one person. I left somebody different crazy that you say that yeah i think this is the power um wow what a statement um what is it about words that because you know i have so much respect for obviously poets slam poets and we'll talk about that a little bit as well um what what is it about words if anyone is listening to us right now and i ask this question so many poets before it confuses them a lot i don't know if it confuses you as well but how do you know you're a poet (laughs) wow you know that's a good question because for the longest time I didn't consider myself a poet because I would l- listen to everybody else's poetry compared yeah. to mine. Yes, yes. And I would say, well, their poetry is better. I'm just better at performing. So I'm not a poet. I'm a performer. Mm. And the when I decided to call myself a poet was when I felt like I was being honest in my poetry. I loved performing. I loved doing these bombastic poems and things like that. But I was never emotionally honest in my poetry. And so when I decided to be honest about how I felt about things, whether they were insecurities, whether about dreams, whether about my ego and how big it was, when I started to be honest, that's when I called myself a poet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's like seven minutes and he's already dropping <laughs> jewels. <laughs> already drop. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I love what you just said. <laughs> um, we're going to take a very short break. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Um, so obviously we're a radio station. Yes. We, we play records, songs yes. in between. Yes. If I if I want you to play a record right now for me, yeah. you're, you're the radio guy. Uh-huh. Do you have something in mind? Like a, like a favorite record? Any song, as long as it's clean, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. There's an India RE song called "Get It Together." Get it together. By India RE. Okay. I heard it uh, because when I was a kid, my favorite movie was Shark Tale. Oh my god! You know the one with Will Smith? Yeah. And Bro, it was a song record. about taking. It's an amazing movie. It's so good. I think it's underrated. It is underrated. It and Coco, I think, oh, like they're, they're, they're Coco songs. makes me cry. Yeah, yeah. Every time Coco yeah, makes fact. me cry. <laughs> but uh, that that song is just about like taking. Uh, <laughs> it's about taking. Honestly, it's about taking accountability. Yeah. About who yeah. you are and your feelings and like uh, not letting people weaponize what they say about you and their opinions on you. 
I mean, I'm telling you, this is already one of my top interviews of oh, all time. Oh, come on, man. Uh, man, oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's hear that record. We're going to be right back. Um, ladies and gentlemen, of course, um, you know, uh, an incredible human being. Salam Atas, an amazing Emirati poet, um, you know, slam poet, human being. Somebody who is really, I'm a big fan of. So it's so cool that he's here. We're going to be right back. Keep a luck. Do not go anywhere. It's Pulse 95. Catch a vibe. With Big Hass, only on Pulse, Pulse 95. Pulse 95 Radio, ladies and gentlemen, um, catch a vibe. Uh, the first and only music-dedicated radio show right here, uh, obviously on Pulse 95 Radio. Charges first and only English radio station. Um, episode number 58, I am with the first Emirati slam poet, the incredible Salem Al-Attas, who, who is, as a human being, he gives you good energy, but there's so much... Um, I feel depth about him. Um, Salam, thank you so much for coming through, man. Thank you, know, you for All the way from me, Abu Dhabi, I really appreciate it. Um, before we actually hear you, uh, you know, do a poem for us, I wanted to talk to you about, for many of the listeners, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of hip-hop, and obviously yeah. hip-hop slam poetry is, you know, poetry is a fan of, uh, is a part of rap. Yeah. Rap, rhythm, and poetry and all. Yeah. But I want you to explain to me What's the difference between a, a, a poet and a slam poet? Like, w w if there's any difference, and what is that difference? So, there's two main differences that I can comfortably talk about. Okay. Without being someone who's, like, well-versed in the history. Yeah. Simply, a slam poet is somebody who competes in poetry. Love So, that. anybody can be a poet, but a slam poet just means you compete in poetry or you have competed in poetry. And another thing is, when, it, when people think of a poet... You know, they yeah. might think of like people on button poetry who <laughs> just talk about, you know, depression and all of these things or but slam. But the, the great thing about poetry and slam poetry is that there's no structure. You don't have to say it a certain way. Mm. You don't have to follow a rhyme scheme. You can rhyme. You cannot rhyme. It can be this long, this short. Mm. Only rules are it's original content. It's under three minutes. No props. That's it. Man. So and, and anything that. can be considered a prop. So if I touch my glasses for effect, that's a prop. I'm disqualified. Really? We're can't. definitely gonna be talking about you know the competition that you've been you know part of. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. amazing. Um, okay, um, you we were talking off air about you know uh, there are like kind of two things that you really enjoy like you know hip hop and stand up comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do you enjoy about both of them? Well, so look, I the, the, what I like about hip hop is the lyricism. I mean, there are people like Kendrick, like Cole, mm. even like Back to Sugar Hill Gang, my uncle's oh, yeah. times, oh my God. where the, the, <laughs> the lyrics were the point. A fact. The, the beat was just the wave that took you to where you're trying to go, but the journey is with the lyrics. Fact. And so those were always the things that I like to gravitate to when it came to music. Like, nice. There's a rapper, his name is uh, Westside Boogie. Yeah. Westside Boogie is may maybe my favorite artist wow. right now, just because of... How, like his lyricism makes me uncomfortable as a writer, you know, <laughs> because he's just so good at it. Yeah. And uh, with regards to stand-up comedy, <laughs> I'll tell you, I I love stand-up comedy because it terrifies me. Yeah. And two, because the <laughs> the right kind of stand-up comedian will layer a joke until the room explodes when fact. the punchline yeah. shows up. So if that you're a, a fact. So if you're a Bernie Mac, if oh, yeah. you're a, a Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle man. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cal Williams. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh my God. These yeah. kinds of people, <laughs> you know, and there's so many different kinds of styles, right? So you have, there's a, there's a guy called Nate Bargetz. Yeah. And he, he's just oh. kind of like this downtrodden guy, but it's all an act. It's like a downtrodden guy. <laughs> 
but the, the jokes just come and slit your ankles, you know? And then there are some people like Cat Williams that just come in with a machine gun. Boom. Like, you know that bit that every day I'm hustling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's how he starts. <laughs> that's an ending bit. That's how he starts, you know? Crazy. And so those kinds of people kind of force me to re-examine what does it mean for me to be a writer and what does it mean for me to be a performer? Examine. Because, yeah, because mm. I'm in a space where a lot of people use the, the, the stage as like therapy. So they're the patient and everybody else is the doctor. I don't see it that way. I see it as much more transactional. I am here to entertain you and you're going to validate how I feel about myself as an Love entertainer. Mm. You know what I mean? Love that. So, yeah. Wow. That is that's really interesting. Um, when it comes to um, poetry, yeah. um, you talk a lot about the, the, the validation you just said right yeah. now. And you've done so much in, in the UAE right here. Shout out to Rooftop Rhythms and shout, shout out to, out to you know, Rooftop, definitely, of Dorian, course. Shout out to them, of course. Um, when we talk about that, mm -hmm. do you feel you're able to, um, and I know it's a tough question, but do you feel that you're, you're, you're being given your flowers right here? Because I, for one, I give you your flowers. You've been able to do, it. really, seriously, you've been able to do a lot of things um, especially with how you do it. And we're about to hear you and, and understand why. But do you feel people are understanding what you're trying to do, especially right here in the UAE? I think that the people whose opinion matters have always given me the respect that that they think I deserve and I agree with them. Oh, wow. So That's people like Big House, people like Dorian, people like Jason Zane, these, oh, wow. these big heavyweight poets and artists. Jason Zane, right? Oh, my God. And so when these people show me love, when the poets before me, the, the, the poets who are coming after me show me love and... I show them love back, then that, that's all I need. The reason why I'm saying... Go ahead, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say because the, the art scene is so big and poets in general maybe aren't considered the cool kind mm. of niche, but within poetry, I feel very comfortable in my place okay. with it because it's not necessarily about um, getting my flowers. It's that we're all sharing the garden. You know mm. what I mean? I, 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 that was on purpose. I I tried to make. I, saw, I, I, I was like, I can't mess with that. That's so dope. I yeah, no, but I was like, I need to come yeah. up with something cool. Yeah, yeah. That that was. Oh, I was man. trying too hard. That, that no, but, but 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 no, but seriously, I think it's um, the interesting part uh, about why I said what I said is because the UAE is home for 190 plus nationality. Yeah. Um, so diverse. Uh -huh. What makes this country that celebrates just 50 plus years right now unique is the diversity, alhamdulillah, of it. Like if you go to Saudi Arabia, 80% of the population is Saudi. Yeah. And, it, you know, so, so over here, I think this is a, a, an advantage that none, not a lot of countries have. Yeah. Um, does that in any way inspire you in your poetry? Like, oh, I'm talking, of course, about the UAE. Let me I'm sure. something. And I'm not being hyperbolic here. The UAE is one of the best places to be as a poet. For one simple reason, mm. there is no monolith when it comes to styles of poetry. When I went to Houston, there was diversity, but because Houston is diverse. When I went to Washington, there was no diversity. Everybody was talking about the same stuff. In Abu Dhabi, nobody <laughs> is talking about the same thing. The only place that you'll find it's monolithic is sometimes the style of recitation. All kind of sounds like a specific YouTube channel okay, of poetry, okay, okay. a specific <laughs> poet. And I'm just going to say it, I can't stand it. Mm. If You could have the best poem, but once I hear you go, when I found out that my... I can't tell us. 
Once I hear that cadence, I can, that's why I love Ziyad. Shout out to Ziyad Gadu. Shout out to Ziyad That guy <laughs> is, is who he is. Yeah. And his style is so different, I can hear him do poetry about anything. Correct. But you could be doing poetry about me. Mm. <laughs> if I hear that style, I got to cut it off. I can't listen to it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that you say that. So, um, b- b- before you do a piece for us, yeah. in, in what way did the UAE inspire you? And when I say that, you're Emirati, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah. based in Abu, in Abu Dhabi. And, and obviously, you've inspired, I think, a lot of people right now to get into poetry. You've changed their perception about poetry because you're Emirati. You, yeah. they, they'll, see, they'll see one of their own doing it and excelling at it. Yeah. And, and I, you know, so in what way did the UAE kind of in, inspire you that way, poetry-wise? Well, I'll put it in one word, freedom. Amazing. With the UAE, you don't have to choose between doing your career and following your dreams. Explain. So, so I was, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. In that time, I've done my degree, I've graduated, I've been working for the last six years. And at the same time, I've been a poet and I've been doing commercials and I've been doing all of these things. So I have had, I, I don't, you don't have to live as a starving artist here. Mm. So I was inspired by the fact that I have support from every side to really just be a poet. Mm. I go to poetry events that don't cost me anything to perform. I get opportunities where I get to represent my country. I am learning backed from, up. and I'm backed up. Yeah. And the UAE funds and brings artists from all over the world that come and want to live here mm. and I get to learn from them. <laughs> so I don't have to go anywhere to learn from great poets because the great poets come here. Yeah, Allah, yeah. That yeah. deserves a big round of applause. Yep. I love that. Okay, um, so you've been hearing Salam Atas or Al Atas right now for the past what 15, 20 minutes on the radio. Uh, he's about to perform something for us. Uh, what are you What are you going to perform? So, I was at a poetry event once. Okay. And I didn't know that they had a theme for the evening. Oh wow! And I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh. and they're like, no the theme way. is beginnings. 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 So <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So you know, I'm late on the list. I'm just sitting. I'm, I'm writing my poem on my phone and then once it was ready I performed it and oh wow when I performed it that night everyone was like oh nice it's a nice poem it became one of my staple pieces I perform it anytime I do a set when I'm trying to get the crowd uh, on my side oh man and it's one of my favorite pieces because it really represents my journey in poetry wow does it have a name Beginnings. Beginnings. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to put the music down, ladies and gentlemen, right now. We are in the presence, really, of uh, of, of, of greatness. I, I, I love this human being. He's really very, love very, back, very, very talented, really talented. And again, Simon Atas. Um, take it away, my brother. I started writing poetry when I was nine years old. I wrote what I thought poetry is supposed to sound like. Sad white people in despair. Like I didn't have a family who cared because I didn't know what it would mean to me. It reveals to me on late nights and not long enough showers that I am not okay. Or I am. Poetry sends mixed signals. I started writing poetry in the eighth grade. I liked a girl, which is super confusing because girls are confusing. So what am I doing? Because she liked Khaled. And Khaled was good at football. And I, I had asthma. So it's hard to catch a breath you never had. I could never catch a break because at break time I was writing and fighting because it's easy to pick on the angry kid with glasses. I started writing poetry when I was 17. I didn't tell my friends I wanted to perform. They all came with their secret poems anyway. 
We spoke of love and anger and home and what it all meant for us. What it could mean to be in love with an idea and how secrets claw out of your sleeve onto a notepad or the note app on your iPhone. Mm. I'd sneak away from home to perform because being yourself can be deadly. Show them who you are and they use it against you. They come with violent words that impress you like, wow, mm. you went that low. Slitting my ankle so that I couldn't walk, but I had already learned to fly. I started writing poetry today. It's hard to figure out where a poem is taking you. Do I want to write you or is the crowd making you? I paid for you. Wow. The price for poetry is painful pondering, penetrating skin deep. Not enough to kill me just so you can feel me. Because poetry mm. is a spiral and I don't know which way I'm going. All I know is that I'll probably start writing tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that was dope. Thank you, man. Thank that, you. That was deep. Yeah. So, that is it? Is it hard sometimes to perform poetry like this? Because this, you're talking about your life right here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I wrote that in the right time in my life. I wrote that in a time when I felt uh, it was okay wow. to be unapologetic. And it was, this poem isn't about a victim, this is about a victory. It's about somebody who has accepted that they're a poet and wants to be a poet and every day is choosing to be a poet and maybe I'll start writing tomorrow, you know? And I get to, I love, I love getting to address the relationship I have with the crowd of, you know, do I want to be doing this or am I compelled by the fact that I'm addicted to being on stage? <laughs> you know, can I come to a, an open mic and not perform and just be a member of the crowd? And that was something I had to learn. And so kind of having those conversations with myself make performance easy. It makes it fun. Can I say something? <laughs> I think this is maybe like uh, maybe one of the longest conversations we've had. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we, don't, we, don't, we, we don't see each other a lot. but we, 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 Yeah. Um, and it's just really been amazing. I've been here in this beautiful country for six years and a half yeah. right now. And it's just really been beautiful. And, and like I said in the intro, yeah. um, you kind of truly, truly... Um, uh, Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going through a tough time, and what you just said right now, it really kind of uplifts. And I guess this is what poetry is about, right, in a way, sense, right? In a, in, in, in a way that, uh, you know, with, uh, with like you said, with autism, with my son, sometimes yeah. it's, it, it's tough. And I want to take this opportunity to say that yeah. autism is not a disease, it's a way of life. Absolutely. And shout out to all the parents, the autism parents out there, the mamas and the babas. Shout out to all of them. Um, but that was, that was incredible. I, I need a small break for this one just because it was incredible. Um, but going back to you, uh, what song can we play right now on the radio? It could be Arabic, English, whatever record. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it could be, it's, um, any record that you feel that we can play. But oh, it's one man. of my favorite moments because, yeah, I get to see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, you put me on the spot, man. Uh, you know what? Yeah. One of my favorites as a kid, okay. Usher Superstar. Oh, my God. We have That's one of my favorites. I love R&B. That's my favorite. I, I'm, I'm telling you, this guy right now, he's really, <laughs> oh, man, a beautiful, beautiful record. We're going to be right back. Keep it locked. Do not go anywhere. We are uh, with the first Emirati Slam poet, Simon Atas, incredible human being, just so much talent and, and humbleness and just uh, authenticity. Uh, I can talk about him for all day. We're going to be right back. Catch a vibe, Pulse 95. Catch a vibe with Big S. Only on Pulse. Pulse 95. Pulse. Only on Pulse 95 Radio. Catch a vibe, ladies and gentlemen. Airs every Saturday and Sunday from uh, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. right here on this beautiful station. Um, episode 58. I am with the first Emirati Slam poet, uh, the amazing uh, Salam Atas. Um Sanam, excuse my ignorance, but I want to talk about um, poetry competitions. Yeah. 
how do, how does that work over here? And I know, for example, Rooftop Rhythms have done a lot of work yes. regarding that. Generally, then they've done a lot of work with poetry right here. Mm-hmm. One of the pillars, not the main pillar when it comes to poetry in the UAE. Mm-hmm. But talk to me about competitions that you've been part of and, 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 and just tell me how why why are they important poetry competitions because anybody who's listening to us right now what do you mean poetry competitions yeah where does that happen why don't we yeah. hear about it more um, and how important it is for the poet yeah him or herself so the way competitions usually work and I'll try to say this in under 30 seconds or okay. under a minute yeah basically they choose five people from the crowd that don't know anybody who's competing yeah you have three minutes to perform original pieces with no props there's an, there is you are scored from 0.0 to 10.0 mm. they drop the lowest and the highest score so it's out of 30 okay you go through two rounds whoever has the highest cumulative score wins if there's a tie you go to a sudden death third round and the winner becomes a slam champ winner and then all the winners of the the slam competitions come together and the winner of that is the grand slam champion and so that's you know my favorite thing because i've won it three times mashallah <laughs> yeah alhamdulillah you know so so with that yes so I love hip hop and basketball. Yeah. And in basketball, I'm a competitive person. Okay. When we talk about the word competitive, yeah. Where is it in Salam Atas's mind? Because I feel like you're very competitive. Okay, well, and first I love of all, I'll tell, I'll tell you how competitive I am. <laughs> the second you said basketball, I said, "What's up? Let's go." Okay. I literally asked my wife for our anniversary this year for some new <laughs> basketball shoes, and she got some Giannis. Uh, oh, freak, I did so. the compo. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm very competitive. I take it very seriously. When it comes to mm. competition, I feel that I'm going to memorize my poem over and over and over until it becomes a part of me. I will perform it in the mirror to see what my mannerisms look like. I'll go to smaller open mics like Blank Space or anywhere else or like Dubai Pochsam just to practice and see what parts the crowd reacts to so I know when to pause to give them that space to perform it. Whoa. I'm going to time myself. I'm going uh, to sharpen it. That's I'm going to make sure right I'm looking at the judges in the parts where I want to emotionally connect oh. with people. I'm going to make sure that my best poem is the first one because judges are always harshest in the first round. They start giving higher scores towards the end. So I need to make sure I get the highest score possible to create distance between us in the first round. That's how competitive I am. They're, they're I choose my poems based on who the judges right are. Wow. If the judges are all women, I'm yeah. doing love poems. Because I'm not going to be able to compete talking about what it feels like to be a man. If I'm dealing with a lot of people who are English writers, I'm going to I'm gonna lose. So I'm just going to try to do my best. Because English teachers, I don't know why, they don't like when I do that. They're not fans of my poetry, all right? <laughs> That's but crazy. If it's a diverse crowd, yeah. I'm just going to do my heavyweight, my best stuff. But if I'm trying to have fun, I'll do new poetry. And just see, can I win with the poet I am now? Have you done that? Yeah. Well, I've done it and won. I've done it and I've lost. Amazing. But if I feel like I'm losing, I just revert to the also. <laughs> you know, you know what's amazing about you as well. Um, the, it's what a ra- great question. No, but 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 really, but really, you you find it's rare to find um, people who are competitive and having fun. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not so, personal. Huh? It's not personal. Yes. Yeah. I, I would believe so, but yeah. but so many people don't take it that way. It, it it seems to me you either can be competitive. Or you're just having a good time chilling. Well, that's because you, movies made um, uh, being competitive. The, the competitive person is the bad guy. Yes. And the champion is the one who won with the power of friendship. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, can I just say one small thing quickly? Yeah. It always frustrated me that 
Po beat Tai Lung oh, in wow. Kung Fu Panda. Wow. And the reason is Tai Lung broke his bones for 20 years training <laughs> and all this stuff. Great. And then Po, because he's destined, because Ugwe told him he's supposed <laughs> to be the dragon warrior and he likes it, beats him in this farcical fight that meant nothing. If they really had to go down... It, That's a fact. It, the, the, it was just... It was just the writers decided that Tai Lung had to lose and they couldn't do it in a way that satisfied the established story and canon. That's my rant. Wow. No, but- <laughs> Drives me crazy. That's Actually, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how we got into that. But, yeah. Competitive. Competitive. Yeah, I feel like Tai Lung. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's also another word, anger. Yeah. Um, so for me, I know this from a rapper that I really love. And if you don't know him, please get to know him. Brother Ali. Okay. Uh, incredible rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an albino rapper, a Muslim rapper. Oh. Incredible guy. So he always said there's a difference between anger and hunger. Mm. And I think people don't also don't understand. As I, see, I see a lot of hunger in you, but people are always afraid of the loud. Yeah. Do you, do you also... Have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, people people think I... Well, people used to think very much that I was arrogant. And I think, to Brother Ali's point, people... Because when people think of anger, they think of entitlement. And so when you think a hungry person is entitled, you're it's never going to translate well. Mm. And I will be the first to admit that Oof. there were definitely aspects of who I was that were obnoxious, that were mm. bombastic, that was... Um, you know, overstepping in terms of how unapologetic I wanted to be, mm. and I've, I've I've worked on those things, and and I focus now more on even posts like me and Jay, we try to focus on supporting the people coming okay. less than trying to shine because you know yeah you oh well there's room for all of us true hundred percent there's room for all of us man um, and thank you so much for opening this door if I if if you allow me yeah. Um, uh, how do you, um, as 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 Salim, mm-hmm. uh, the the first poem you did, um, you kind of you addressed a lot of issues right there. But how do you how do you deal with the letdowns of your life, as 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 Salim? What what is it that you do? Is it is, is it a is it a poem? Uh, how how do you deal with that? Well, the first thing is you know you say Alhamdulillah four times, right? Alhamdulillah four times. You say you know Alhamdulillah ma kan fidini, Alhamdulillah that it wasn't a bigger musibah. Mm. You know, Alhamdulillah, that um, you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has protected me from so many other things, and Alhamdulillah Subhanahu wa Taala reminded me to say in Allah and Allah Rajiun. Blessed. So that uh, you know, that's number one. Mm. Number two, when it comes to emotions I don't understand, mm. then it's poetry. I understand having debt and I need to, I, I need money. I understand I missed a flight. Those are very easy things mm. to understand. You could just say Alhamdulillah. But if I'm having complicated feelings about relationships in my life or self-identity, that's when poetry comes into play. Because I need to, you know, like I got diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. But if I read my poetry from when I was younger, I'm self-diagnosing myself with ADHD. I am talking about myself and all the symptoms that I have. You know, whether it's time blindness, whether it's impulsivity, whether it's being distracted, whether it's, you know, financial irresponsibility. I'm talking about all those things as funny personality quirks. No, my boy, these are symptoms of, of, of ADHD that you have. And so, wow. so just to, just to wow. summarize, yeah. if I understand it, you know, just go, go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
If I don't understand it, go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, write some poetry. Wow. Man, I'm 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 just loving the conversation so far. It's 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 it's, 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 it's incredible. Um, we we're gonna take a very short break and then we're gonna be right back. There's still a lot of questions I want to ask you. Um, you know the deal. I want to play a record. What record can I play? Oh man, yeah. why am I never prepared for this question? <laughs> um, any 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 record. Any record. Yeah, Arabic, English, um, anything that comes to your mind. <laughs> Just uh, just play the theme song from Hakka Conan. No way. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> so what I'll do is this. Okay, tell me. One second, because I'm gonna do this live. All right, hit me. Um, I want to see. I want to get his reaction okay. live, because I'm. He's gonna. He's gonna flip out. All right. One here. second. So we, we'll do. We're, we're gonna do this live. I'll tell uh, you. So, while you're doing that, yeah. I'm gonna tell you guys something. When I was a kid, I had no idea. That there was such a thing as called dubbing. Okay. And so I just thought Mahaka Conan was an Arabic show. So imagine my surprise when I find out it's like a Japanese show. Okay. And we're just listening to it in Arabic. You You know what I mean? I'm like, gonna I'm gonna make your I'm gonna make your year. Okay, okay let me hear it. Okay. This is what I'm what I'm about to play. Okay, okay just for you to know. Uh, this is an amazing producer, a friend of mine. His yeah. name is Sandhill. And uh, Sandhill worked a lot uh, with a lot of rappers, um, you know, uh, Narsi, if you know him and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So Sanil is an uh, Iraqi, an uh, incredible mm-hmm. artist, and he has done this. A lot of great artists come out of Iraq. He has done this, and I'm putting the camera on you because right. I want to see your reaction okay. with Conan. Okay? okay. It is Conan. It's one of my favorite instruments to play. Yeah. Hip hop twist. Listen. <laughs> I'm watching your reaction yeah. when the beat drops, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, Sanil. Next, you want to just. What do you think? Unbelievable. It's crazy, right? You know, you know, it's like I can hear Cassidy on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has like kind of like a New York kind of vibe. That's but when crazy. you when you said Conan, because Conan, yeah. I, I, pl- I play this record sometimes when I music select, and yeah. people go crazy because like what he was able to do, obviously, was sampling. Yeah. Sampling Conan. And when you said Conan, I was like, oh. You know man. what's funny? Sometimes I'll put on a beat. Yeah. Like uh, I'll, I'll I'll search like a J Cole type beat, Westside Boogie type beat, yeah. and I'll write poetry to the beat because I oh, love. I was gonna ask you that. That's yeah, amazing. Because I love rhyming, you know, and so it just helps me just get into the flow of like trying to find a rhyme, trying to find the cadence, and so a lot. Sometimes I'm writing when I'm writing poetry, I'm just writing rap poorly. Rap poetry, rap. Yeah. No, I'm writing rap poorly because okay. Rap poorly. Yeah, because I don't know oh. how to write a beat. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to write the beat, and what ends up I happening hear. is I'm just writing poetry. Yeah, but 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 it helps you write. 100. percent That's amazing. Uh, let's hear this full uh, record. Actually, uh, I'm gonna play the original OG, obviously, uh, the, the the original Muhakka uh, Conan um, record right here uh, on Pulse 95 Radio. We're gonna be right back. I'm with Salem Al Atas, who's just an incredible human being. Right now, we're having a great great time. Uh, keep it locked. Do not go anywhere. It's Pulse 95. Vibe. With Big Hess, only on Pulse, Pulse 95. Pulse, Pulse 95 Radio, catch a vibe, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> this music in the background is so special to me. So um, obviously our, our dear guest uh, who's with us, Salam Latas, who's an incredible, incredible poet, the first Imalat Islam poet, someone who's very, very talented. I'm not sure if he's going to recognize it or no, but I'm going to wait until it kicks. Were you a fan of uh, old Arabic uh, cartoon anime? 
I know. I wish I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of anime, regardless. So Regard I'm, I'm gonna disappoint you. No, like old Arabic cartoon. You know, like that. not even. No, no. You know, we had Space Tune and NBC Three, yeah. and then our cable subscription just changed it. So I got Nickelodeon. That's, <laughs> then I started okay. talking English. It's Grindizer. If you oh. <laughs> Oh, you know shout nice. out to my boy Abdullah Arif. He was my best friend in school. Grandizer was his favorite cartoon, no and he wanted to beat me up because I didn't know Grandizer. <laughs> so shout out Abdullah Arif. I love you, Abdullah. Yeah, do that. This, this for you, Abdullah. This for you, Abdullah. Yeah, um, um, Salim, can we talk about your 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 poetry in um, yeah. in in English? Mm. Um, and and obviously in Arabic, how mm. do you how do you do you, do, you, do you perform in Arabic as well? Like how? Yeah, so I I add Arabic to my poems, but okay. my poems are generally in English. Okay, yeah. and it's for two reasons. One, okay, I always felt more comfortable expressing myself in English, um, and for, for simply just because there was no structure to it. Okay. You know, so okay. with Arabic poetry, especially like Nabati style and all yeah. that stuff, yeah, yeah. there's a specific cadence, there's a specific rhyme structure, and I like to just be able to do my own thing when it came Can to Can I English. just, okay, so I love that you said that. Yeah. And I had this kind of answer prepared because I knew that you, you might say that. Yeah. I just really wish someone would introduce this whole slam poet, poetry in Arabic too. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot. I mean, maybe I've seen one or two people do it. But it's exactly that. This needs to be broken. The thing is, with with poetry in Arabic, it's so much history. Yeah. It it it's it, it's all about if you don't if you mess with it, it's a problem. But yes. it's happening in music, when they sample Abdul Halim, when they sample Um Kulthum, when they with, yeah, all these incredible greats, legends. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we have to, you, you have to make people love it. Yeah. And I think if, are you comfortable in? in yeah, in, yeah, no, no. I have so. I love that idea. Okay. My, I always and I, I always think about the fact that culture that has weight behind it tends to become static. The bigger an object is, the harder it is to move it. You Oof. know what I mean? Fact. And so when love you that. come in, yeah. and you you know you come from the slam poetry world, and you're gonna try to bring in slam poetry, it's almost like you're trying to. Some people take it like, oh, so what we're doing is wrong, and you're the progressive. This is the progress. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that at all. If I end up doing that, it's not progress. It's alternative. It's a, it's, it's, it's an easier way for me to do it. Mm. I'm doing push-ups on my knees. That's what I'm doing. You guys are doing the crazy Superman push-ups. I'm doing assisted push-ups. Mm. I'm not saying your push-ups are wrong. I'm just saying this is how the I know how to do it. Mm. This is an alternative. Yeah. It's, it's easier for me. Um, but absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, rooftop rhythms. Yeah. Uh, a big shout out to them. Yeah. They got rooftop rhythms in Arabia. They did. Yeah. They do. Um, what what what's the role of rooftop rhythm in Salam Al Atas's oh, life? Oh man. Well, so when I moved back to Abu Dhabi, I just googled poetry slam Abu Dhabi. Wow. And it linked me to this poetry open mic thing that was happening at the Abu Dhabi International Book Fair. Okay. Oh. And so you know, I'm trying to figure out how to register, whatever, and. I can't, I can't find anything, so I just go to the book fair on the day and the time. Okay. That's where I meet Dory and I meet Farah Shamma there. Wow. I meet a bunch of other amazing poets. And I ask if I can get on the open mic. And they said, yeah, there's a slam. And I'm like, oh, I can slam. And then I go, you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good, I'm good. Because I had a couple poems and I, I really thought I was <laughs> that guy. So if you go over time, they take points away from you. Oh. There was a girl that went over time. 
and she got points taken away from her, and I was still last place. And that was my first oh. competition. <laughs> I got sixth place out of six people, <laughs> and people got penalized, and it wasn't me. Oh man! But I loved competing because I didn't even consider competing before. And that was that the was first the first time, time you meet Dorian. First time I meet Dorian. First mm. time I'm at rooftop. First time I compete in poetry, all in one night. <laughs> so you can imagine how overwhelming it if, was. Yeah. If someone would ask you, what's the role that rooftop rhythms played? In, in, in your career as a poet, what would it be? Well, number one, it supplemented my self-esteem when I wasn't good at anything else. Mm. Number two, Dorian had given me so many opportunities and gigs to perform, paid opportunities, unpaid opportunities, always looking out for, for artists like myself. Facts, facts. It gave me a space where I could practice and hone and sharpen my skills mm. every month, month in, month out. Wow. And, you know, to this day, I mean, I met Dorian when I was 19. I'm 30. Wow. And so I, I grew up with this guy. This guy's my mentor. He's my big brother. He's Amazing. a friend. And I, so, yeah. I, I, I love that you said that. Um, Salem, do you shock yourself sometimes? <laughs> um, yeah, I shock myself when I'm being so mean to myself. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a phony. You know, I'm an imposter and all that stuff. And then I write a poem like... Oh, man, I'm so good, dude. <laughs> I still got it. I'm him. <laughs> Love that. You know? um, do you ever get scared of losing that passion of writing? No, because you go insane long enough, eventually you'll come back to sanity. And so wow. even if I fall out of love, I can come back. I, and I, I did have those fears because I, I felt like I had too much of a professional relationship with poetry, with doing all this commercial work that I... I, I, you know, I wasn't writing when I loved it and when the inspiration hits me. Mm. And so I I would force myself to write because I would, I would still have those little itches like a line would come, but I would just dismiss it. I stopped dismissing it and I forced myself to write those poems. Wow. So yeah. What, was that, that, did that took time? Yeah. For yeah. it to, to happen, what well, you just said? Well, it's like the, the, the feelings are always going to be there. It's not like I stopped being an emotional person. But I just had to reconnect to that infrastructure I built to funneling those emotions into poetry. You know what I mean? It's Dude, like I, how do you? Can I ask you a stupid question, right? This is a stupid question. No such thing. Do you see words? No. You know, no, I don't. At all. Ah, uh, actually, I'm lying. <laughs> I do. Absolutely. Like sometimes I, I look, I literally look up because I'll see the words in front of my face. That's crazy. Yeah, I do see words. No, but but, but it, it's it's crazy with talking to you because yeah. so like I'm I'm I'm. I'm nowhere near as talent as you Please, are. No, no, don't. seriously. I'm in, in the in the in the ta- in the talent world. Put in the music down right now. Um, your your talent when you're speaking, there is a there's a there's an energy about you that is so refreshing and so cool. And that's why I say um, I was going to reference um, Dr. Sultan Al Niyadi, the, the the Emirati astronaut who just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. obviously came back and became, he's the first Arab to spacewalk. Yeah, incredible. And the reason why I said that is because I feel that he's inspired so many people to become astronauts. Yeah. Just because people watched his story. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's incredible. You know what's my favorite part of that story? Mm. His father wrote a poem for him when Fa- he came back. Exactly. I was going to say that. It's beautiful. So he, wrote, he, you know, his father wrote a poem. A life of him. Uh, big time. Yeah. I feel, for, I mean, the question is, um, and you've, you've done a lot of commercials. You've mm-hmm. re- represented the UAE as well. Alhamdulillah. What is the most closer, closest thing to your heart? Is something that you've done that you can share with us? I'm sure all of them are amazing and it's incredible opportunity. But something that you can share with us right now, specifically about representing the, you, this beautiful country. I'll tell you. So 
Uh, I have a brother who has Down syndrome and autism, Omar. Shout out to him. I love yes. my brother with all my heart. I named my son after my brother. Yeah. Um, without getting too emotional, when the Special Olympics contacted me, um, they had an artist, Esma, who had uh, written a poem and they wanted me to workshop with her to make it sound more like slam poetry and for me to record it. And so, you know, I went into the studio. I oh, met wow. this unbelievable poet who I, we've seen a few at a, a few events. You know, we've run into each other many times. And, you know, she's somebody who has autism, but is an unbelievable artist, wow. unbelievable poet. Wow. And so we worked. It's not like I just took her poem and fixed it. We, we sat side by side. We worked together. She told me what she... You know what she would change, what I would change, and she liked some ideas. She'd like so we were once she, we were both happy with it. I went in the studio and recorded it, and it was played during the opening ceremony. Oh my for god! For the Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and so, I attended. The, I oh my god! Yeah, and so when my parents saw that, uh, and my mother cried. Bless you, man. Yeah, bless you. That was the greatest thing I ever did. That, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Uh, big round of applause. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy to see the impact of uh, of, of of words, right? Like the, the uh, you know words. Did you? I mean, Biggie has a record, so never thought that hip hop would take you this far. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you? Did you never think that hip hop would yeah. take you this far? <laughs> and, and and sorry for uh, getting you emotional right no, there. No, no. Did you think that poetry would take you? No. Like this? No, I. Poetry, I was I was always comfortable with the relationship I was going to have with poetry is that I love poetry and I get to perform. And I was going to do it for as long as I could. But the opportunities it has given me, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've been able to go to the States or and quit yeah. and I've been able to represent my country. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I've done like three separate National Day campaigns and performed for ministries and, 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 and artists and pop-ups. I've performed on a shoebox or on the street, yeah. on a giant stage. My, you know, I've been heard by millions and I've had hate comments and I've had poets email me telling me that they love my work. You know, when I started, I was the first Emirati, but I never liked being the only. And now there's a bunch of amazing artists. So yeah. shout out to Ali Zahabi, shout out to Maryam Al-Shihi, you know, oh, shout wow. out to all these amazing artists. And if I didn't say your name, I'm sorry. Oh, bless. All of you are amazing. And you guys are inspiring the next and the next and the next generation of Emirati poets. So. Wow, man. What a guy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, the reason why I said that as well, it's, it's incredible that you, you, you're talking about the Special Olympics and how words, you became so good with words that you wrote this yeah. um, this piece, you know, obviously, and and, and um, with Esma, right? It was yes. with Esma and, and, and how it impacted you, your family in yeah. a way. And now you have a son, uh, you know, Omar Allah yeah. Um Man, this is, it's incredible. It, it, it's the moment where I don't want to end this, but... Um, um, <laughs> But just a couple more questions before we yeah. hear you. Um, if someone would ask Salim, what yeah. has been the most challenging aspect of out of this journey so far? What would it be? To keep going. Uh, I heard a phrase recently that was so great, which is uh, perfection is the enemy of great. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times perfectionism is just this kind of, uh, it's a veil for insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so just keep writing keep performing, keep showing up, and just try, try, just keep trying. Because you don't know, mm. none of us know. Yeah. All of us are making it up as we go along. You don't know if it's gonna be successful or not, you don't. 
so try anyway. So when you say you said that as a challenge, that means you 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 you, you tried and you find that difficult to keep going. I find it difficult to be cons- I've, I've consistent. I've had hard. The only thing I've ever been consistent with in my life is poetry. I never was consistent with you know gym or uh-huh. jujitsu or schoolwork or poetry was the only thing I was able to be consistent with. It's it's home. And it's where I found the most success. Subhanallah. So Subhanallah. Yeah. Um. Faith. Yeah. Uh, we've addressed faith in this mm-hmm. interview, uh, you know, a couple of times. I mm-hmm. love that. I connect with you a lot on that because I, yeah. I, re- I rely a lot on my faith, a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like we're never alone. Allah is there with us Always. at 3.41 p.m., p.m., whatever it is, yeah. the time. What's the role of faith in Salam al-Attas's life? So my identity first is as a Muslim, mm. Abdullah, mm. and... That's my barometer for whether I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Wow. And so, if something makes me uncomfortable, like one of the reasons that I'm ne- never gonna try stand-up comedy is that it's always in a bar, it's mm. always in a lounge. Mm. So, how can I feel comfortable? Um, and no judgment to anybody who does I it. I hear you, of but course. From yeah. Kasalim, yeah. I can't go on stage and perform for people who are drinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Knowing so that, yeah. Especially where I'm at right now, I'm 30. Listen, if I was 20, and maybe I, maybe it wouldn't have bothered me then. But where I'm at right now... You feel like you're closer. Yeah, yeah. If I can't take my wife and kids somewhere, why should I be performing there? That's amazing, yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, I go by that as well. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Um, man... What's the ultimate dream for Salam al-Attas? Like, what's what's the what's the dream? You, you know, you won competitions, you won people's hearts, you represented the UAE, you, um, you you made a name of yourself. When you talk about poetry in the UAE, your name always comes up. Like, you know, it's it's Appreciate it's that. it's a fact. It's not something wow. that I'm I'm. Your name always comes up. I'm, I've done my homework um, even before this interview. I've asked, give me your name always comes up. Um, so you've done that, and that is already tough to achieve. But what's the ultimate dream for you? That my kids see that their dad pursued what he wanted and trust that if they came to me trying mm. to pursue things we could have an open and honest conversation about it wow is is with that i don't know if it's a personal question you know remove it if, if you don't want to answer but does that does that mean with the with the family and poetry how did they see it like what was there well I made it really easy because I didn't tell them. <laughs> I didn't tell them wow. for the longest time. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, it was a secret. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Anna yeah. I have always categorized things in my life. Okay. I don't want people at school talking to me about poetry. I don't want people at poetry talking to me about jitsu. I don't want people at jitsu talking to me about school. Okay. You are here. You're there. You're there. You compartment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I compartmentalized that, everything. That's the word. And so, oh wow! My parents found the, my parents found out in 2015 because I had a slam poetry competition that was really important. Uh-huh. And then my dad was like, "We have a wedding," and I was like, "Bob, I have a poetry competition. I need you to come with me." And he's no like, way! Yeah, he's like, "What?" He's like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> there were so many, you know, questions yeah. that, and I'm like, "I have a poetry competition, mm. and I need you to come with me." Yeah. And he's like, "We have a wedding." I'm like. It means a lot to me if you'd come with me to this event. And that means I'm not going to the yeah, wedding. Yeah, I'm not going to the wedding. And you know what? Him, my uncle, his brother, nah. my brother, nah. they came. Wow. They sat front row. Nah. And the reason they sat front row is because I went early. I went to the concierge. I asked for a reserved plaque, and they just gave me one. I put it at the front table. <laughs> so nobody uh, sat there. My I dad sat in the front. Love he watched me perform. He watched me win a slam competition. 
It was amazing. It was cool. For him, it was like, as long as you finish your studies. After I finished my studies, okay. oh, they're cool. They love it. Wow. Yeah, they love it. They love it. They, I mean, like I no. said, they, they, they knew, you know, when I told them about the Special Olympics thing, they couldn't wait to see mm. the, 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 the performance. So, yeah. But that's amazing. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I know that you have one more poem that yeah. you can perform for us. Yeah, um, yeah. But b before that, what's the, um, what, what's, what do you tell somebody right now mm -hmm. that are having um, doubts about themselves just because they're not getting enough validation from, from the people around them? They're working so hard. They've been, they've been doing this thing for the past 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and sometimes they don't get the validation mm -hmm. because they think, of course, you know, as humans, we want that validation. Mm -hmm. And they don't get that tap on the back. They don't get the thank you. They don't get mm -hmm. from their boss. Whatever. If they're listening to you right now, mm -hmm. maybe your word. And if it impacted one person. Yeah. You, you, you know it's important what would yeah. you tell them number one ask you ask yourself are you doing this for validation mm. or do you think validation is just a byproduct of the work that you're doing here's the reality if I took 20 people and I could pull out of their mind the 20 versions of myself that exist how many of them would I recognize and so you're not you're upset that they're not giving you validation, but they're not even thinking of you. They're thinking of whoever that person is in their mind. Oof. So if you're looking for validation from other people, you're always going to be disappointed. Mm. You have to ask yourself, what am I getting out of it? And if honest to God, yeah. if you're if the juice isn't worth the squeeze, throw away the fruits, Oof. do something else. But if there is something that's kept you here for 15, 20 years, then Ask yourself honestly what that actually is. Mm. Because people will stay in toxic relationships not because of the potential the person has, but because it's comfortable being the victim or comfortable being the good guy and not having to confront what's wrong with you because all you have to focus on is what's wrong with them, mm. right? So ask yourself, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. And if you're getting nothing out of it, ask yourself why. Because it doesn't have to... You, other people don't necessarily have to be the problem mm. and other people don't necessarily have to be the solution. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, bro, you're incredible. Habibi, I appreciate it. Seriously, I say this. It's, it's, it's amazing just Thank having you, a conversation Thank with you. you. Okay. Um, we were talking off air about what poem would you would you do? And yeah. I, I was asking you something hard. Yeah. And you chose um, the, the, the one where you were talking about all the ADHD. Yeah, and, yeah. So I'll, Does it have a name? No. no most of my poems don't have names. I don't okay, know okay, why. Okay. I'm really bad at this. No, that's good. Um, so... I wrote a love poem. Okay. And then I let my older sister hear it. Oh. As many younger brothers do to their older <laughs> sisters, they annoy them. Bless. And, Bless. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I asked Omar I was like, hey, you know, what do you think of the poem? And she, you know, she just bluntly said to me, you only write about love, yani, man, shaitani. And I was just like, love. ah, that yeah. hurts so yeah. bad. Yeah, that's. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> fine, I'll write about myself. And I realized Oof. many years later that. I'm writing about ADHD in the sentence Crazy. that I have. Crazy. And that was before you got diagnosed. It was a year before I got diagnosed. That's so, insane. So when I read it now, it's like, subhanAllah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. That's, that, 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 yeah. It's like I was so self-aware. I just didn't know what any of it meant. When, when like, you were diagnosed, what yeah. was the first thing that came to my mind? Was it, was it, was it that poem? No, no. What, 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 the first thing that came to mind was that I can forgive myself for not doing well in school. Because it completely reframed how I saw it. But, um... um it's a person question, but yeah. what what did it mean to you that you were diagnosed? Did it did it did it uh, make a lot of sense? To, yeah. Did it make a lot of things make sense? 
yeah, well, hindsight is twenty twenty. Suddenly it was like, well, yeah, of course I had ADHD. Mm. I could never focus. I was always distracted. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm impulsive. I'm all of these things. And the more I read about the symptoms, the more I read about it, the more I realized, yeah, this is what I have. And mm. for people that do struggle with ADHD, yeah. I'll just give one piece of advice: don't let people tell you it's a personality quirk or it's a superpower because it has become commodified mm. and uh, and quirky and interesting. Mm. No, dude, you have a disorder. Go get help. Get therapy, behavioral therapy, medication, yeah. what, what, whatever it looks like to you, mm. because it's not it's not helping. Okay, seeing the world as fuzzy doesn't make you quirky. It means you need glasses. You know what I mean? Mm. So in the yeah. same way, ADHD maybe it's helping me be creative. Maybe. Yeah. But it's, it also helps. It also means that my car is messy. It also means that I'm 3,000 kilometers late on an oil change. And I'm being nice to myself when I say 3,000 kilometers. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bless you, my brother. So, yeah. Well, it, it, it's so cool. You're, you're at peace with yourself, Sal. Alhamdulillah. Yeah? Alhamdulillah. That, that, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Can I no. just say why real quick? Yeah, of course. Because I, I have... One of the reasons why is because I have a partner, I have a wife who oh, genuinely accepts me for whatever I am in that Shout moment. Shout out to her. Big one up. Yeah, Omar. Omar. Yeah. We see you. Yeah. And and uh, and Omar, inshallah, will will grow to, to, to see this part. Inshallah. Actually, I want I want to give this to Omar. This is yeah. a, where's my camera? I don't know where my camera is, but somewhere there. Omar, I'm a big fan of your father. Uh, <laughs> he's incredible. He impacted me in this interview. Um, you know, I was actually asking that question for me because I'm going through that. Uh, been doing this thing for quite some time, and this human who happens to be your father have impacted me. And I would say this, there's an old oh, Bedouin saying, um, it says in Arabic, a human being with no impact has no life. Yeah. And guess what? Your father has at least impacted me, and Thank I'm sure he impacted man. thousands um, and, and millions of people. And he is your father. So God bless you and him. How about oh. that? Oh, I'm going to clip that, man. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna no, but seriously, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Thank you, you so know, much. You we, know, we live, we live for our children, and it's... Uh, um, Absolutely. How's it being a father, man? Like, that's... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Joy of my life, but any, it's easier for any, me to say that because I'm the dad, right? Any any poems on Omar? No, it's so hard. <laughs> it oh, is wow. so hard to wow. write like wow. that level of vulnerability is hard. No, but it changed your perceptions, I'm sure, on everything. some things. Everything, like, everything. <laughs> not, 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 like nothing is as important as, as it was. Ya Allah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's so just I put him. things in a perspective. Like. So much perspective. Man, you know, see, this was kind of my way not to end this, but like, I, I we have we were over time, but uh, we, you know, obviously, I can't wait to hear this. Um, you. you know, um, Salam, I want to thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. Whenever you. you're ready, uh, catch a vibe, Pulse 95 Radio, um, with the incredible Salam Alatas. Take it away. I am a creator of problems that don't exist, I'm a builder of walls that block relationships. I am a performer. My mask resembles me except happy and worry-free. Nothing can worry me. I'm exactly who I'm meant to be or am I? I am a destroyer of stereotypes because a slam champ in a condora doesn't sound right, but I do and that's the truth. I spit rhymes without entering a booth, a little broken like my chipped tooth, but I'm the poster boy for Emirati youth. I work hard, I'm handsome, and I'm humble. Yes, that's a contradiction, but you don't have to be arrogant to believe with my conviction. Oh, I believe I'm the best me, but there's a better me down the line or up the ladder or down the rabbit hole or the mountain I must climb. I will find him and be him for his fate is mine because you were wrong to believe I've already hit my prime. Prime numbers, I'm hard to divide. I came full circle like the number pi. I'm not perfect, but at least I try. And if I love you, you can have the last fry.
<laughs> I'm an intellectual with a goofy demeanor. Oh. I don't believe the grass is always greener. Oh, I'll wow. ignore a flu till it's a fever and find faith in a non-believer. I'm lazy. I only do things when it's too late. Like it's over, you've sealed your fate. Like the, the final will get you a passing grade, I'm afraid. The unknown knows how to shake me. I met a lot of people who thought they could break me, but it's the future that I fear. Whether it's far or near, it's clear. Consequences don't disappear. And I have a lot to make right. I hate when people are mad at me, and I don't like to fight. I always have to learn things the hard way. I say I don't care about my birthday. I'm lying, but I don't want to be. My habits always put me in catastrophes. The son of two engineers turned out to be good at poetry, and when I speak, I'm not sure they know it's me. Oh, wow. I'm scruffy, though I like to call it fluffy, because finding rice in your beard isn't cute. It's actually yucky. I have an amazing family, though I wouldn't call myself lucky, but I am blessed and know they deserve better from me. I am not deserving, but they still showed me love. My father called me a lion when I was still a cub, but I am not Simba. And you are not Nala. You left a scar because I couldn't move faster, but I'm well-dressed. Do you see this, Kondora? I'm ahead of the game, and I'm about to move further. See, I am an Emirati who doesn't just want to feed off his country. I want to be someone useful, and I'm hungry. See, I can't be silenced. Fight me. I don't take my place as one of Iyal Zaid lightly. I'm on a reservation, but I'm dying at the border because I'm about to break out, and that's the lion's order. I'm Cornish on Friday and the beach Saturday morning. I'm busy. And I've been known to spit bars to make the girls dizzy. This was, I wrote this before I was married. Uh, I don't play Jason Mraz on my ukulele. I play Biggie. I am oh. the unlucky bandit, which means I got a few tricks up my sleeve and a little bit of magic. A dash of dashing good looks with a little bit of sadness, and you have a man who was a slave to his habits. I'm a peaceful man who gets very mad. I'm Heisenberg to my habits. Call that breaking bad. I'm a student of movement. I study grooves and patterns that make us human. Human touches that tighten or loosen or keep away because we want to be prudent. I grew up a bit of a screw-up, but I hammered out my flaws because I had the tools to move up. Mm. You all move me. We all know our parts, counting stars. Do you know who you are? Self-reflection is a habit. Ask yourself, what is my passion? Start every day with I am and get at it. Show me who you are, and I'll match it. My name is Salam Atlas. Thank you guys for your time. Wow. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, that... <laughs> Seriously, he's, he's genuinely laughing. <laughs> I had to end with this. Allah, that was amazing. Man, thank you so much for the thank beautiful, you for beautiful, me, uh, you know, Chad, the laughs, thank you for this um, the cries. Um, this this was this was so refreshing and uh, oh my god, what what? I, I, I gotta ask you this: Are yeah. you thinking of writing a a, a book or compiling Coming this? Coming up this year, inshallah. When this year? Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, it's done. No, not yet, not okay. yet. It's almost done. Okay inshallah. okay okay. So put this out so I have to be accountable for it by okay. September October inshallah it should be Septem- done. It will be like a, a, a poetry, poetry book. book. Poetry book. Man, please, yeah. please let us know when we want to support it because it's incredible. Uh, Salim, where can people follow you? What's, uh, what's your you Instagram? Follow me on Instagram, Salim underscore Atas, A W T A S. You can search for me on YouTube, just write Salim Atas. You'll find a bunch of random videos of me doing my thing over there. Man, any last words you'd like to say? Uh, love yourself, follow God, nothing matters other than what you think matters. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this was obviously our, our episode. I'm going to let, I'm gonna let the, the circle of life end this. Do you like The Lion King? I, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I like Lion King 2 more. Oh, we'll wow. talk about it next time. Okay, next time.
The Circle of Life. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Salam Al-Attas, uh, the first Emirati Islam poet. Um, he was our guest, incredible guy, amazing energy. Allah yahmi, God bless you. Abu Umar, um, peace, I love, and we'll catch you guys next week. Abu Ahmed, peace out. Um, peace, I love, and we say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. See you guys, tomorrow's work. <laughs> Salam.